This is a, Wine. a, a 2017. 2017. What kind of, what kind of uh, grapes did you use on this? This is actually a Hold on. raspberry. Raspberry. Excellent. Okay, so this is a 2017 raspberry from uh, Shea Silver Brenneman okay. that we're going to be tasting. It's got a... Um, Le Backyard. Uh, back- Le Backyard. What's it's got a backyard nose. Pop it. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> excellent pop. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined in the back room of the Black Heart of St. Paul by Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. How are hey, you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm you're, good. You're back. F- family's back from. Uh, yes, Isa Watch. I just picked up Isa Watch a couple Don hours Mark. ago. So, uh, How did the trip go? Uh, it was good. They did a lot of sightseeing. I found out that there's a thing in Denmark that Disney kind of copied. And turn it into Disneyland over there. So there's oh, tri- uh, Trivoli, Trivoli yeah, Gardens. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's been so around it's for a long cool. time. There's a lot of cool things over there. So the other, the other man you're hearing right now, Eric Silva Brenneman. You Boy. are you're this is your last podcast before you go to Brazil for a while. It's true. Uh, three days. I'm out. Excellent. Well. So you're you're, you're going to go re- re- recruit and then uh, <laughs> scout. <laughs> oh yes, for you going to call up uh, Ibsen. Ibsen, that'd be fun. He, I think he's in a totally different direction from where I'm going. He's in. Uh, He's in Minas Gerais, is that right? I can't remember which state he's in he's right in now. Minas Gerais? I can't remember what the which what the he's I recognize. I didn't even know he was in a team. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's on a team. Um, but what we I was talked gonna, about it on this podcast. But what I was going to say is, if had I left a week earlier, because I'm going to Florianópolis first in Floripa this this past weekend, Goiás and Avaí played in Florianópolis, so I just missed time that one by a week. <laughs> Rookie move, man. Yeah, uh, all that on, cares about Polo Guerrero. On the phone here is, uh, is Alex Schiefedecker in Philadelphia. How are you, man? I am doing well, but uh, my mood kind of swings up and down based on if the Twins have had a dramatic comeback or they've blown a lead recently. So, Are they playing right now? They are playing right now. And you're going to have it on while we're recording. You're going to have it on and tell us about it, uh, and then we uh, won't care. I'm keeping an eye El on it. baseball. Perfect. All right. So on this podcast, we've got uh, RSL uh, versus Minnesota United to talk about. We have some uh, NWSL is back. We've got Twitter questions. Uh, and so why don't I uh, kick it off and, and throw it around the, the non-Minnesota stuff that you guys want to talk about. Uh, one of you wanted to go on about uh, NWSL, and then I, I didn't write that in my notes. I think you're the one that has Rodrigo, the notes, Rodrigo. The oh, the notes that aren't your notes. Yes, my notes that are not my notes. Uh, we usually have uh, Isa watch notes, but Isa has been a, a hiatus being in in uh, Sweden. Uh, but uh, Giselle, aka Gold Talisman, is a big NWSL fan, so I asked her if she could write down some notes of the games that she watched, and she watched a lot of games after uh, winning her USA Cup. Uh, the greatest hits, then. So these are just the greatest hits. So Utah Royals versus Portland Thorns. Uh, she's a huge Thorns fan, but uh, she can't be mad about Kristen Spresco. I don't know if anyone saw Kristen Spresco. She literally nutmeg one of the defenders outside the the uh, edge of the box, and then she just literally placed it right where no one, where like there is no space to place it in between the goalie and the post, and it was a great goal. Dope. So. Um, and slipped it past French leg, and they both had a gate game. Somehow, French saved one with her face. 
That was amazing. That's what yeah, I'd that say. was. Yeah, she. There was, it was like you know, it's it's what the NWC is is, is kind of like promoting right now. Like all the stars are back, so it's it's kind of it's it's kind of been really great watching everybody else play, and um, and all the stars are back, and so then like. I know Chicago's attendance was like seventeen thousand. Yeah, and that like, game was crazy too. And it's like, man, I hope it's like that in two months. And I know that like there's always the drop off, but like you hope that there's still, you know, you'll never, you can't get seventeen thousand a game yet, but like that it doesn't dip down too heavy. Like yeah, at like least this year, too, keep yeah. capturing them. And can I just get in before we was on? Did you see? Speaking of Chicago, did you see the Rose Lavelle meeting Rose Lavelle? Yes, yes, amazing. Was she was so beautiful? Was, was little Rose Lavelle actually named after yeah. her? Well, I don't think so. Because uh, Rose is only like twenty six. Yeah, right? or, I, 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 I don't. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. <laughs> Someone I really. Mean, they were like, "Oh, it's it'd be like naming your kid Mallory Pugh." Like, player Rose ago. Lavelle was floored. She's just like, "What?" She's like, "Wait, wait!" I saw it. She's like. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. No, like your real name is like, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know about that. But um, Super Giselle cute. pretty much just said that she thought that uh, the Royals should have won, even though she's a Portland Thorns man, because it said the last couple of goals were kind of trash. Um, Orlando Pride was a Sky Blue FC. She was very happy to see all, all but Ali back on the field. Of course, uh, I tweeted a picture of, of when Ali was here at we're, the USA Cup. We're, we're all not, Gregor, not yeah. jealous at all that you got to hang with yeah. Yeah, the better Chris, half yeah, of Ashley Harris. meeting Ali yep. Krieger, was, she like, was, was it basically like, hi, take a picture, and then you were like off? And no, then, actually, you know what? She was, uh, she was 30 minutes late, but we didn't care. You know, we were waiting in line. It was a show late. But what up? <laughs> Don't you think 30 that? 30 minutes late? That's okay. But the funniest thing is that since, this, this, since the Target is sponsoring USA Cup this year, so they have these special golf carts that look like Target shopping carts. So that's what she came in with. <laughs> right? She came in for the side of the shopping cart. Her, she came her, out her and she wearing all Target gear and everything. And then uh, we got up there and Giselle was like, you know, sign my ball, sign everything. She took a picture. Very, she's very antisocial. She doesn't say much. But, yeah. uh, but I got up and I was right <laughs> well, next to you. Well, she's hey. got a partner that's completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, so, I was, so I, we went up there and uh, I wasn't going to ask for a picture, but I was right there in the moment. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And then I drop and I... Um, uh, I grabbed Christopher as well too. That was with me with uh, yeah, Chris Scheid. Of, and uh, so and we Red both Lens. took we both took pictures with Ali, and you know we were thankful for all the hard work that they, the teammates do, and how they're promoting the future of the game. And she thanked us for being great parents, because this is all that starts in, in promoting youth. So it was it was a great moment. You know, I was like we were all happy, we were all cheesy, and it was a, it was a, it was a really good time for for a lot of people that were out there. There wasn't a lot of people in that line, which was kind of like one thing, but at the same That's time. Crazy. I mean, it's good for you. That's yeah, great. no, I mean, yeah. So, like, it was great for for everybody else who was around there. was able to be able to get some. Uh, also, wasn't Jimmy the night before here? Conrad? Jimmy, yeah, he was here. Yep, yep. He, and he uh, was he was promoting a lot of stuff while she were waiting and did yeah. a three-on-three three, uh, tournament in the back of while, while yeah. she was signing stuff and talking to people. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I was going to ask him if he was going to come back over here somehow. Yeah, but no, he did stopped, not. He stopped by, was it after there? I think it was after the, the game, that Wednesday game, uh, which I guess we should also talk about. <laughs> Every Wednesday game, I'm like forgetting because my, my You ended up going. Like, you, you, were, you were very adamant that you were even going to go, and then I saw photos. I'm like, that's ah, right. yeah, you yeah, went. I'm not going to go. I don't yeah. even bother well, about Wednesday Zeller, games. David Zeller was like, hey, man, I have a ticket. And it was like 50. I had been at the bar. I went home to get like family time for like 30 minutes. So anyway, this is all boring. Uh, 
Um, uh, other non-Minnesota United stuff we want to hit. You want to talk about the Argentina that Brenda wrote about? Yeah, let me just finish up these oh, Orlando oh, things. Oh, he's not sorry. done yet. I'm not done. Did, 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 did you get a feel the right one degree energy from Ashlyn Harris through through Ali cool. Krieger? Like, like, like Ali oh was super cool. So like, I'm I, on a party I, I'm with like, Ashlyn. I'm like not even not even tripping until I'm unconscious. I was hoping that we make it on someone's Instagram feed, but apparently that didn't happen. But um, let's see, Marta played really well. Uh, she's she's lights out though, man. She's she's playing so great. So but she's with Orlando. But they just fired what's his name? Right? Oh, they did. That just dropped like hours ago. The Brazilian uh, women's national team coach. Did he get fired? or He resigned. It was probably one of those same situations like, where they're like, you don't, you stay <gasps> "You're fired." I quit <laughs> at the yeah. same time. And so hopefully, Marta will be. Oh, there, there, I'm I'm a part of many many people pushing for that campaign. I, it, it would be a beautiful beautiful thing for her to take over. All right, Houston. You got to finish the season there, though. First, Spirit was just you know overall really boring game according to Giselle, and she didn't. And she flipped back and forth between this game and the Pride game, so I didn't really watch it. Happy that the Dash won and that the Christy Christy Muse Christy Muse scored. So and then the game that was just bonkers was the Chicago Red Stars and the NC Courage, which is mm-hmm. my yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. So there was there was there was a great game. There's so many chances for both. Uh, Chicago eventually they pulled through. She had a tough time choosing between which team to root for since Muse and Abby ranked Kaya on her favorite player list, but also Sam Kerr and Tierna Davidson, Morgan Bryan, Julie Ertz also ranked Kaya. Sam Kerr had an amazing goal, and of course, uh, being Sam Kerr, Meg the goalie for the, for the winning goal. Happy that the Stars won since this is also benefiting my favorite team the the portland thorns to keep it at the number one spot so, <laughs> so in conclusion right yeah that's the overall yeah. she's pretty happy with the results uh see all the players go back into into nwsl hopefully the world cup brought in more viewers for the nwsl and now more people are able to see all the exciting games so okay you want to talk about argentina Sure. I mean, we briefly talked about this on the radio show. I don't know if you wanted to contribute a little more to it, uh, Rodrigo, but uh, Brenda wrote a piece. Basically, she was reporting that after the great performance that the Argentina women's team had in the World Cup, I mean, particularly that tie, that come from behind 3-0 against Scotland to tie at 3-3, which was just incredible, and barely miss out uh, getting into the knockout round. Um the uh, the Pan American Games are getting started. Is it next week? It's soon. Soon, yeah. It's and it's in Lima. Lima. Yeah, it's Lima. in Lima. The Pan American Games are in Lima. And so the striker Banini, who's also the captain, probably one of the best players. I can't remember all the ladies' names. Uh, the the keeper, a couple midfielders. There's there's a bunch of them. There's like I want to say five or six women that were on that World Cup squad that are continuing to be very vocal about the lack of respect about not getting the basic necessities, about all the things we talk about that the women are continually fighting for, essentially, right? And Benini, by far, is the one that's kind of, you know, she's the captain. She's leading the charge in all of the senses of the word, right? Uh, and the AFA, the Argentine Football Association, through the coach, basically said, you know, you've got some issues here. You need to deal with them. And so he left Benini and these other four or five women off the squad for the Pan American Games. Like, basically... Oh, damn. Yeah, fuck y'all, you're gone. You're out. Pretty much. It was was a really uh, abrasive, bold, stupid, nasty move. We talk a lot of trash about Colman Bowl on this podcast. Oh, they're so bad. But, 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 you know, they're just... 
it's just it's just I don't know. It just makes me so angry the way the fact that they're they're treating these players and they're not even treating them as players. Right. You know, they're treating more as commodities that they can use and not use and um and mostly not use or care about. Yeah. Like exactly. when they, when Brazil does not schedule uh, any friendlies for two years for yep. the women's team. Yep, yeah. yep. Right. And the fact that you know I don't think the FIFA even. Has FIFA even acknowledged where the next World Cup is going to be? No, no, they yet. hadn't taken the bid yet. Yeah. Not yet. And and that I I don't, but I don't necessarily think that that's like a, a, a bad thing. That's what they should do with the men's World Cup. Not take it. Not do like thirty bids forty years in advance. What, yeah. What's so bad optically about this is just I mean it's fresh in everybody's minds with the women's World Cup. And both Argentina and Chile, with like yeah. zero resources and zero support, did very, very well. Yeah. I mean, Brazil could be included in that as well. Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. made it through. And, and just to see like literally the stars be dropped because they're speaking oh. their minds is oh, just yeah. it's oh, that, so that's, bad. That's garbage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we to gotta talk about the Atlanta Joseph's uh, PK. Oh, Come on. Joseph Martinez. They ended up winning. <laughs> Take it. This, uh, this PK, so it was still nil-nil against DC United. Uh, this PK that um, uh, Joseph Martinez, he's tried to do this before and missed. And he, but he does this thing where he does this stutter step hop. He like puts himself in it, slow-mo I mean, basically. It is, it's like straight up, yeah. Um, it's straight up, uh, great bartender. He comes to the back room to see if we need So anything. nice. Oh. That's why I tell you Tony's my favorite. Tony's Antonio. Um, so uh, he does this hop that's like a crane kick. I swear to God, karate kid crane kick. And it goes... Into the sky, <laughs> skies, yeah. and it was. Uh, they still won, which is well. He scored both of them, right? Yeah. He scored two. Um, but it was a, it was spectacular. I don't care. I live for those moments. <laughs> I live for, especially not even just Atlanta and Joseph Martinez failing, but like shitty, like showman, like all that BS PK stuff. I hate the fact that you can do things like that. You should have to run well, up. I mean, after a World Cup where so many goalkeepers got dinged for coming, you know, a centimeter oh, off yeah. their line, and Kickers get away with this bullshit all the time. Yeah. Enough of it. I mean, if you do something silly like that, the goalkeeper should be able to come out to the top of the six-yard box and challenge and you directly. punch you in the it's face. Ridiculous. No, it should just start you at the halfway him. line. You tell him, Alex. It should start at the well, halfway uh, line and then dribble in, and you've got three seconds. Oh, you want to go old school MLS? I remember that, man. I yeah. remember going to KC back in the day. So yeah. uh, Back when like the, the clocks went, back from, when we went down from 45. Yep, I was uh, cheering Precky. I've got two things. We'll come back and talk about PodiumWare.com, but I do want to say we are sponsored by PodiumWare, a local Hey everybody, it is Wes jumping in really quick. Uh, when I was recording with the guys yesterday, I uh, was trying to do a podiumware.com uh, sponsorship section and then I totally botched it up. I made some weird like full kit wanker joke that was like then not very funny and then I was like, okay, I'm going to redo this tomorrow. This whole month, we are sponsored by podiumware.com. Uh, they've created a special jersey for Blackheart of St. Paul, and so it's kind of a mashup between 55.1, Blackheart, Podiumware, and I'm super excited about it. You can go buy it now uh, at uh, podiumware.com slash Blackheart, and go check it out. You can only buy it for one more week. Um, right now, we are giving away, uh, like we will next week, we're giving away a, a jersey to someone who's already ordered, so we'll just refund um, their purchase. And that is going to be Chelsea Barefoot. So I will uh, I'll put that out on Twitter, 
and uh, and send a message as well. Um, but if you buy this week, you will be eligible to have that refunded next week. Um, and I just want to say, I've, I've said this a, a million times now when, when uh, talking about this uh, company, that the whole process of creating the, the website, there was so little work on my end to be able to kind of get this out to the people who want to buy it. And that's really what we're looking for. If you are part of a youth team or an adult team, just trying to get something cool and make sure that it gets to the people you want it to. And then at the same time, it's all made in St. Paul. So thank you, podiumware.com. And uh, back to whatever the hell I was saying. This is the worst advertising. Keep it in. Awesome. Keep it in. Right. Anyway, I'm gonna be like, what? Said are not stupid about that. Uh, but then the other thing is, I wanted to. I want to. We. I've, I've briefly mentioned this to, to to others. I want to right now, here and now. There's a brand new uh, um, U.S. Soccer Minnesota United uh, futsal court in uh, in. I drove by it uh, in uh, St. Paul on West Seventh. It's uh, up St. Clair. And West Seventh and St. Clair. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I want to break it in. Let's do it by challenging the Daves I know. Mm. Uh, we call it soccer mm-hmm. and Minnesota football show well, to a three-on-three, three-v-three tournament. And so, do I have to play both teams? No, you have to play our team. <laughs> you, uh, you are defecting. You are oh, not Minnesota shit. football show. Uh, Wait, otherwise, what? otherwise, we have to play with like a laptop with like Alex <laughs> and headphones. Alex's face on it. <laughs> he, like, he might do better than me. Alex's face is better <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a goalkeeper. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, the, so I want to lay down some. We'll find a night for this. Uh, I want to lay down some rules for this challenge. Uh, good. This it good. has to be your your players have to be people who are. Regularly on the show, they cannot be professional players because I have had Cassie Coleman on this show twice. Oh wow! And I will not bring her on board. It's going to be the three of us. And Jamie I'm not Watson, go- Jeb Brovsky. Yeah, yeah, Jeb Brovsky. God, at least he's going to crush us all. Uh, I'm not good at soccer. <laughs> you two will have to hold this shit up. But I, I still have gonna faith be in fun. us. It's going to be so, Vicuña versus everybody. I know. Right? So I'll do the reservations. We'll do like a Sunday early afternoon or something like that. Um, or a Saturday, whatever. That's that's it. Let's take a break, do big quarters, come back, and we'll talk Minnesota United. Big quarters? Fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> and they will record it, and it doesn't matter what it says. You have to put it on your podcast. And so uh, that's, wow, my, that's okay. my challenge to them. Do any other rules we should set down for this? Because so so we're the ones Isa, issuing wait, the challenge. Wait, does Issa watch count then? Uh. I think I think there's it looks like apparently well, an age limit some, is what I'm saying. You can have a sub, right? So oh, a sub. So yeah, I mean, Issa Watch is regular as long as they are not professional athlete or have not been previously a professional athlete because I've had several Coleman's I'm gonna get in and trouble. Millers on this show defecting. Um, <laughs> and so Pablo dropping and, names, and they've appeared on your show more than once. So there we go. There's that. I don't want Dave's I know to go to get like Alan Merrick or something like that on the show or, or on the, but I guess they could have him as a substitute as long as it is the Dave's and Luke Craig. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> all right, let's do it. But that challenge work, but then we, B- big ultras battle. Then I'm, there, I'm wearing right? my gear around the court. Oh yeah. Well, you, obviously we need supporter sections as well. Well, well obviously let's, 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 let's do
back on the 55-1 podcast. Let's start Minnesota United uh, with news that earns me $10 from Elisa Vicuña. <laughs> Speaking of the devil. Uh, um, uh, Minnesota United are now, according to French press and all the kind of local Mark Fagmeyer. Uh, no, no, all the, I think all the, I think basically uh, the Minnesota United press team kind of officially, unofficially told all the press team that, uh, all the local press that Moim, Wilfred Moimbe, uh, a French uh, left back, is going to be signed. He's 30 years old. Um, he's played for um, basically Tour, uh, Brest, Nantes, Oldham, Nancy, um, he, uh, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys? I've I've been like it's been kind of crazy for me, so I'm totally off of it. So you tell me, Alex. What do you know about this guy? Well, I know that everyone on Twitter who asked, like, what's this guy? Who's you know what's what's going on with him? Got some Oldham Athletic supporter in their mentions, uh, being like, oh, he was great for us, except that time that he pulled a guy's hair, got sent off. And we got relegated. <laughs> he gave so, up, was it, did he give up a PK or was yeah, just? Yeah, he a, gave a, I think that's the story. I think he gave up the PK by pulling yeah. this guy's hair. Attaboy. Yep. So, that's exactly what we need. Another kind of, cobble. So, yeah, that's, and, that's and quality. If, if I can remember, Minnesota United um, pedigree. If I remember, it might, maybe I'm mixing up other people's stories, but Metinier had a similar story where well, Greg Gush got a lot of. Like oh, bad yeah, we were t- where he we got a bad red card in the in the uh, Europa Champions League. League. Or Champions or, League. Yeah, Europa one League, one of the two. Yeah. But I thought Metnir also had one where he like got a bad red card late, and that's why Met, uh, Mets or whoever he was with didn't play him for a little but while. But Gregor did get a bad red be. card at yes. for the United. <laughs> but apparently, like all of these guys get bad red cards, and then they come for us, come to us. Uh, there's another Zlatan story. Who knows this? Um, I just saw the photo. I haven't seen the video, but he's clearly got him in a in a one arm choke. Uh, I think uh, when he was playing with uh, Fred was playing with Nantes. Is it with, with Nancy and Nantes? Nantes. No, one of them. So and, he's as lots of would have been with who? It would have been Nantes because because most yeah. Re- yeah yeah yeah. So he's Ju- playing with Juventus. Nantes, then, uh, I don't even know I which one. I think it was Latin with PSG at that moment. Yeah, might have been one sure. of those. Yeah, Zlatan was with PSG. At the, it was. Uh, they were fighting off uh, a corner, and then Zlatan's, of course, like two feet tall in him. So he, instead of when, when the play was over, he kind of just reaches over, like pretending to kind of give him a hug, but then he kind of locks, <laughs> locks his elbow in and like kind of just is choking him. And yeah. so he finally just kind of breaks it loose, and, we, he, and, he, and then he does this Zlatan thing, try to grab people's neck. So he's trying to grab. We, we call that a modified uh, Mataleon rear naked yeah, in Jiu Jitsu. Then, then you can like, control the just, arm as you know, well. So we know that at least <laughs> at least he get, he can For get the into uh, under, so under Zlatan's uh, under Zlatan's. Uh, uh, that brings us skin, just so. to briefly to two separate stories. Zlatan sucks, right? He is a like his violence is shitty. Like his uh, elbow, elbow to Elmanier. Yes, this the week, fracture. Oh my gosh, I, he that? has to get. Like, Wait, that's fracture? The, I didn't hear yeah, about the he, fracture. He pulled him in the temple like, and he fractured temple his temple. Right oh wow, no, I didn't like, see that. That's like the third or fourth. Like really bad. Yeah, he like had not, not just like, like a you you made a bad tackle, but like a you were being violent and you really injured someone. He ha- uh, I hope they finally like 
do it, but they won't. They won't throw the book. Yeah, because it was. But because he jumped, like when he jumped, like he already knew he had height advantage. He still threw that. Yeah, this was L.A. game. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. The, the, the derby, the, 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 the El, El Tráfico. Yeah. Um, the, he, the other he, thing I but he is Ferrari among yeah, Fiat. Yeah. The other thing I want to say is that um, so uh, Bay played uh, at Nantes at the same time uh, Alejandro Bedoya was there. All right. And uh, that brings me to the story where um, a local Philadelphia news organization called him uh, wrote. Pedroya, they, that, that was how they, they wrote his name. And, uh, and Bedoya kind of went to Twitter and made fun of it. And then the, the guy with the local company like apologized, this is my fault, whatever. But now they have vote for Pedroya, like vote for Pedro t-shirts going <laughs> Very nice. It's pretty awesome. And they had like a, a Philadelphia Union Pedroya jerseys uh, at the game. Pretty great. I love that, I love that kind of stuff. So Moimbe, 30 years old, left back. I will I will fully admit that I was I was literally the one on this podcast saying that Metonier's signing I was very cautious about. Right? This is a guy who like played a lot in uh Ligue 2 when he they got up to Ligue 1, he was not playing as much. Bench. Uh do we really think this guy is going to be a success? Obviously, well, I was wrong. Uh so Moimbe is a guy who again I look at his pedigree and it's like okay, it's yeah. not. It's not bad, but I certainly. Everyone uh, was saying we need another Metanera signing, and the front office took it very literally. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And and so you know, I, I I think so. It's a short-term signing, and I'm not sure if anyone has put the full details out there because it's not official. But the, what, what I see about this is, let's say it's like basically because he's a free agent. Let's say it's end of the year, we've got some options, and they look good for him, and we bring him in. We've got 12 games left this season, something like that. Sounds about right. We sign him for 12 games, and he's, let's say, worst-case scenario, bad. So you have Chase Gasper and Hassani Dotson playing that spot. They've been Eric all right. Miller, who's and Eric Miller. Yeah, we've, permanently benched, it seems. But, but we've got three... At minimum, okay options there, right? Even if Chase starts like getting called out a bit and whatever, caught out. Um, the other option is like he's good or even great, and then you still have Chase Gasper there backing up. You still have these other options, and I see. And and certainly they need to make a longer term signing eventually. But this helps us get through the season where we've been doing pretty well, and we need certainly depth because Chase had an injury at the beginning of the season. And you want Hassani in his better position, uh, which we'll talk about. So yeah. I, I don't know. Does anyone have negativity to throw on this or doubts to throw on it? Not negativity. I'm, I'm just okay. I'm just kind of wondering when the team, instead of getting a second division European player, will look to Colmebol and and get a top player from whatever league. It doesn't have to be Brazil. It could be Peru or Uruguay or Argentina. Well, but in they, fairness, they've they've tried, right? Have they though? I mean, besides besides Benedetti, besides Benedetti, Rossi, they went after Nicolas Benedetti. They went after the other guy who was on Benedetti's team. They've gotten Romario Ibarra. I don't even remember I mean, the other guy. It hasn't been for a lack of attention to to that part of the. Well, I mean, maybe it has, but the, we they, we know that they have at least paid attention there. Well. I, I just feel like, you know, that's, that's my thing. Is it's, it's cool that we're getting the players, but they're all coming from second. I guess I'll do my work while I'm down there. So let, let's, let's talk a bit about, like, 
I have nothing to say about Aston Villa versus Minnesota United. That was last <laughs> Wednesday. I did Sh- go sugar puffs and and yeah, the sugar. So like, um, Minnesota United played at C Squad, and um, no one cared. Like the supporter section was so dead. And shout out to the to the Capos who really tried, but like, I wasn't feeling it. I actually went to the top of the section for the second half, and it was really fun to watch from up there. You can see so much of how the game unfolds there um, that, like, it, it's it's very cool. People should try that out. Um, but, like, yeah, we lost. I don't give a shit. Um, Aston Villa fans were like, oh, they weren't that good. But, like, yeah, we also didn't give a shit. It was, it was like it was basically it was literally flamingos. Like, it was literally, like, ka-ching, ka-ching, yeah. ka-ching money. Because all the USA Cup, uh, you know, tickets were sold and yeah and I'll, let me just say that i on like social media i you know when like the mnufc hashtag and and, and some of the you know allianz field and, and that, those kind of um words if you search for them i mean you see you saw a lot of people seeing the game for the first time and and i i saw a lot of loons fans who i know go to almost every game complaining about friendlies like this and you know it's not for you that it that's fine yeah. if it's not for you like it's not not every game is going to be for you. And it is good if the team can play friendly like this and get, you know, Wyatt Omsberg out there, get Carter Manley out there. You know, I don't know. Is it though? Yeah, I, I think mean, so. I mean, it was like a, almost an entirely reserve roster that played this so what, game. And so why does that help them more than just playing it at uh, Forward Madison? I think it helps them in addition to playing at Forward Madison. But. So my, my counterpoint to that, I understand exactly what you're saying. My counterpoint to that is you get all these new people in there, and the atmosphere is not what you want to sell, right? Because the atmosphere, like, I didn't give a shit. I barely sang the whole time. Uh, you know, everything about it is, like, subpar. You always want to show people, if you want new people in there, you want to show them your best, and you're not playing the best soccer you can play because you lost to this mediocre Premier League team. Uh and you're not. I don't not think people them. are going to that game for the atmosphere. But if you if you show them that, if they go to it, if they're like a Premier League fan and they're like, oh, MLS, oh right, yeah, MLS is just okay, right? You know what I mean? They're just not good. It's just a retirement league. You know what I mean? Bloody if, sugar puffs. If they're like, yeah, fucking sugar puffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they're like that, then like, did we? Did we? Did you win over anyone? No. I think you brought people to the stadium. I think, again, I mean, again, I would just repeat that it, it, not everyone is going to the stadium for the same experience. And I, and I agree that I think it's more fun, personally, when everyone is into it. Or, you know, the, the whole bowl is joining in on chants, that kind of stuff. But I think that that's, and we saw it with Minnesota United crowds over almost, you know, over two and a half years now. People have had to learn it. People have had to get into it over time. I think that you've gotten people in the door, and I can just—I mean, if totally anecdotally—I saw a lot of people posting on social media, enjoying their time at the stadium sure. for the first time, marveling over the stadium. I, I, not everyone is going to get into the stadium and join the Wonder Wall, you know, on, on game number one. And I, so I think that you have a the team's made money. B you've gotten, you know, these young players, these reserve players, time against top quality yeah. players, even if they're in preseason form. I just think it's a net positive I'll, I'll in, in say, almost I, every respect. I will also say the first game that Bruce McGuire ever brought me to was uh, 
Minnesota uh, NSC Minnesota Stars versus the Rochester uh, Thunder. No, no, no. It was the no. Rochester uh, PDL team, right? So the yeah. team in, in Minnesota, Rochester. And it was a friendly. And I was like, it was not a great game. It was not the atmosphere. But it was like, that, that got me. In. So I, you, first you, game, you might be right. So First game I ever went to was the Des Moines Menace U.S. Open Cup loss oh my at the Rodney Stadium. That game never happened. So what are you doing to yourself, next. man? It's unbelievable that, that I ever came back. literally never happened. Yeah. That is lit. Uh, that is that is nuts. Quite possibly the worst game, the the yeah. the, ang- the the most hateful game in my Minnesota soccer history. I mean, there's a reason why they don't. Justin Davis played so, so badly these in, that game. in your season package. Oh, Brian right? Arguez. Yeah, there's a reason why they don't include <laughs> them. So. Anyway. People go to people go to the stadium just yeah. to be able to experience the stadium. And yes. that's one of the main. And things, but they have so. that Pachuca friendly in September. But oh, that's Pachuca man. though. Why though? Anyway, all right, let's move on. Minnesota go to Real Salt Lake. I um I was I, I took the the weekend off. I went to a a friend of mine, uh, one of the the co-owners here and a friend from grad school got married in Korea last summer. They were having a party at like a downtown. It was like up on 16th floor. There was a patio. It was great. I did not watch the game. So, I watched the 15-minute highlights. So, this is on you guys. So, this game, Hassani Dotson starts in the the. Um, are you taking a selfie during the? No. no. Um, <laughs> this game, Hassani Dotson starts in for Ozzy Alonso. Mason Toy starts in for Angelo Rodriguez. Uh, Chase Gasper is still there. Roman Metanier is back. Um, Molino on the left, Finley on the right. So pretty much what I would at least what I expected. Would you expect it? Okay. I thought maybe Olam would start in the middle and Hassani would start on the left. That oh, was really? my only okay. question. But what did, what did you guys... Let, let's talk about the game generally. 1-1 one, one draw on the road. Um, I'll start with you, Alex. Is that, a, is that a success there? Yeah. I mean, it was it was the kind of game that, like, when the, the Loons played, it was very similar, I thought, in, in sort of lack of tempo to the Dallas game. But the big difference was Loons were away in this one and Loons were at home in Dallas. So I was mad about Dallas uh, until the end, but I was pretty happy about the way that they played this game. They had a chance for a win. You know, they took a lead. Jan Gregish almost scored one of the goals of the season for the team. Uh, just didn't go their way. They, they, they coughed it up and, you know, it wasn't the end of the world. I thought that they played... Not their best soccer, but given the injury situation, given being on the road, Salt Lake are a tough team. They're especially good at home. One point is exactly what they need to do. It's almost almost more important than the one point is denying Salt Lake three. So let's talk big, about that. I was going to say big, big result. I think that shot really quick that you're you're referring to there, Alex. So he he takes the shot. Which shot? Because he had three great shots. Yeah, he on did. Goal. He did. I think the one he one was def- went wide. One went to Romando, but he like it was so tough that Romando just parried it over. Well, that's the, well, and then the final I'm, one. Is yeah, I'm thinking about the one that hits the post. Yeah, at the end, yeah. bounces out, and I mean, Romando's not even close to it. He it just like it surprises him, and he's like, "Oh, there's the ball." Is, is that is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, Alex? The the last. He one? can't even hear me. Can I he? thought the one. Yeah, the one that hit the post he's was, the, was be- beautiful one because that was a. Just he measured it almost yeah. perfectly. Yeah, it was it was an inch off. Um, I thought that the first half 
was it was balanced, but it was also crazy boring. Uh, we were watching it. Sheila and I were watching it at the bar, and for half an hour of the forty-five minutes, we were literally doing grant work for the Minnesota football show <laughs> while the game was going on. It was it was Dallas first half, really. That's what it reminded me a lot. It was slow. Yeah. Nobody really wanted to play. It seemed like um, it was obvious that uh, without um, Ozzy in the middle, who who's making a lot of connection of passes. Gregorich had to step up more to be able to create offense, but um, I thought you know Dotson you know had a had a had I mean for a first outing I thought he had a decent 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 game yes. not the best but at the same time he also needs to realize that whoever has the ball and he was going to be playing that position he needs to be able to be within a passing lane of that ball and demanding for that ball so they can redistribute or can go back or can be do that he also doesn't have this the the one on one skill that. Uh, uh, and center of gravity, as Ozzy does, yeah, that. Sure. you can just pull it back and we'll go one way, or just turn it around, you know, or dribble off to a different space. You know, those are things that you can pick up. But I think overall, uh, he had he had he had a decent decent game. So I want to ask you about the midfield because um, Hassani obviously does not play the midfield the same way Ozzy does, right? Um, and it, my observation, based on the 15 minute version, was that Hassani played. W- in advance of Gregouche, a lot of times he was he was the midfielder up a bit further, and that he was more of a pit bull and um, charging down players and uh, closing down spaces, right? Um, and so that that put Gregouche a bit behind, and so Gregouche had a couple good tackles in there, but then what I thought, and I want to hear any of you who can just tell me if this actually played out. Um, <laughs> Having Hassani in front of him, then let Gregush be a later pass or a later run, and that gave him more space, and maybe that was the reason he had three great shots on goal, because Hassani had already pulled some people with him, and so now there's more space in front of him to work. And that that's obviously a way different thing than Ozzy playing back and being the admiral in the back and, and shutting things down. It, Rodrigo, I mean, I, 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 I agree that it, it creates space, and that's what, you know, that's what Gregush needs. He needs space in front of him, be able to make to, to point point and take, a, take an accurate shot. But at the same time, if, if, if Dotson and both Gregush are up and we're caught up on a counter, there's, there's no way for any of them, maybe Dotson, if he blasts a 60-yard run, to be able to get back and help anybody else back there. Right. That's that's that that's my main concern. Like I right. I I understand that that's They're both going forward. Yeah, both it's just going forward. is doing it later. Yeah, and, but that's the yeah. thing, is like both of them are gonna go forward, then what is what is the what is the plan for, for when something from when right. something comes to an account? Because you right? have the you have the f- attacking fullbacks. You've got Molina who's not doing defensive work. You've got, you know uh, yeah, so uh, Alex, you, what, what do you think about this midfield observation? Am I am I on to something, or, or was I observing something correctly there, or was that not played out how it played? Alas, out? I think you are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I mean, I uh, literally no, did not well, watch the game, well, so I, I'm, what I'm what asking. What I would point to is what I would point to is is it's interesting that you saw that. I'll, I'll have to watch the 15 minute highlights and see if. It, See if it was maybe borne out in the in the times in the game in which there was action. But if you look at their passing chart, you'll see that Gregish played in advance of Dodson, oh. or at least was involved in the attack in the advance of Dodson. Hmm. 
Um, their defensive charts are sort of similar, although you have each sort of preferring a side. What, what I'll say is very clear is that with Alonzo out, Gregush was asked to take over total leadership mm-hmm. of midfield. Yeah. Um, he made way more passes than Dodson. He took a lot of the responsibility for distributing that is kind of shared when Alonzo's on the field. And, and as I've said, I think on podcasts a bunch of times, Alonzo's best defense is actually his ability to not lose the ball. That's that's probably right. what makes him the best defensive midfielder yeah, his, in, MLS his in the past 10 years. Yeah. Right. He does not turn the ball over in bad situations. Right. And I was really looking for Dotson to and Gregish, but especially Dodson to replicate that. And I think he did a fine job distributing the ball. He wasn't as as ambitious as as Alonso is, but that's you know, that would be asking a lot for him to be as good as Ozzy Alonso on, on, on day one. I thought he was given a limited role by you know, if Gregish stepped up and played I thought his best game with the Loons. Um and I thought it worked. you know, I'm I think that if the Loons played this way week in and week out you would eventually get a team that would figure out how to exploit Hassani in that situation. And you know what? That's not the end of the world, too, because Hassani has to learn, and the best learning is experience. But, you know, an important game like this against a team that's right on the the cusp of the the playoffs, I thought the Loons played pretty pragmatically in midfield, and I thought Gregish really stepped up and, and, and did a very fine job. Let me ask you guys about, uh, since we're on Gregush right now, what did you guys think about the scissor tackle? Was that, uh, was it a deserved yellow, or is it one of those that could have been a red? Did he get away with it? I mean, for me personally, I, I feel like on any, any other given day, that could have been a direct red. If he had come in with more force, it would have been a red. Yeah, I think it was, it was the force, and also, you know, it's a, it's, when, you're, when you're slide tackling, you, you kind of have to follow through, so that's your leg hitting the other leg, so like, like I see it, but I didn't see what it was like. There was a, it wasn't violent. Like if it would have been violent, you know, then that would have been. Slow mo makes everything look bad. So at first I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I saw it in slow mo. I was like, oh man, we got lucky. It wasn't <laughs> in the fifteen minutes. So. That's, that's it was reckless. It. Yeah. I, it was it was clearly reckless. But I, you know, and maybe this is one of those plays that you look and say it was sort of an orange card. I didn't think it was a. I thought it was ugly looking, but I didn't think it was a red card in real time. In, in part, because there wasn't a lot of force to it. And back to Dotson, at the beginning of the game, you could tell he was a little bit nervous because he had a dispossession, like literally right outside the 18, uh, that that RSL took down to I think it was the left side and, and tried to cross it in. It wasn't successful. So I was at the beginning, I was I was wondering what kind of work he was going to be doing, but like like you know, it's like he he needs to be able to figure out that you know he can't lose the ball at least in that area right like if it's more central or on the other side of the field that's more okay but but uh not 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 in our defensive third so, so l- let me ask you guys about the goals first goal we wait have. can i just drop in with one more yeah. midfield thought yeah i totally I, i'm gonna forget about this otherwise this is back to the aston villa friendly but we got 20 minutes about of ali naganzi the guy from madison yeah. he's 18 year old young tanzanian a he had a lot of confidence which was Hilarious. I mean, he took the ball off the feet of Gregush at one point, which was very funny. And B, just about what these friendlies mean, I mean, the dude's been posting Instagram stories about it with photos of him on the field. And he even posted a video of him making a horrific tackle that he got a yellow card for yeah. on his Instagram. I love it. It's like, it's like when Mason Toy came in and started shoving people immediately. Same energy from this dude. I, I, I 
really enjoyed that cameo. Good. Okay, sorry. To the goals. So l- let me ask you, let's talk about the goals. The corner kick, Mason Toy heads on, Darwin Quintero, Johnny on the spot. Double bonk. Double bonk. bonk. But, like, we got a goal in the corner. Of a set piece. Toy got up there, big man, gets there. Just uh, pure head in the sand defending from RSL. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, um, Toy, uh, the uh, Daniel Guy Toy. near post. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> completely let uh, uh, Darwin Quintero alone. Um, and then uh, the goal that we allowed, uh, and anyone have any thoughts on that? On, on I, I mean, it was also a, a set piece, a corner. Yeah, it was. It was. And I mean, that um, was that was like a scissors kick, right? Right after. It was. That, I mean, I was like. What do you do? I mean, that's barring, that's impossible to save. Barring Giselle's words, I'm not gonna be mad about that. Whenever you get to see a scissors kick goal go in there, but it was pretty. Vito did have was a that, chance. Was of that a Vito? It. Yeah. Or, yeah or, Vito, Vito, Vito touched the ball, and I don't know if he wasn't just ready or positioned at the position that he. So much power, though, man. Well, so much power. Lack of pressure before that. That also. Yeah. Like, it was like the New Mexico game. No one stepped up to yeah, the yes. guy. That's what it was. Fast enough. Yeah. Just lack of awareness about someone in that position, which I mean can't keep happening. But it's not the end of the world goal to concede. Goddamn Silvas. So I want to move on real quick here to um, the fact that um, Minnesota United play Vancouver Whitecaps, and uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pre-party at the Black Art of St. Paul, after-party at the Black Art of St. Paul, complete with karaoke in the back. Um, but Alex, you didn't get to be part of the best coaches of the year conversation, and you apparently think I'm very wrong. But I also want to ask you about, because you and I were DMing about this, Vancouver Whitecaps are bad. You and I are both mm-hmm. very big Mark Dos Santos fans, and both very much advocates for firing Heath and hiring Mark Dos Santos. Were you and I wrong about that? So I want to ask you about that first, and then we'll talk about the, your, your thoughts on the, the best coaches of the year. I mean, they're in two t- totally different situations. I think that I think that Mark DeSantis has not had a good year with Vancouver, which is disappointing because he has a really good track record. Um, I think that, obviously, his roster is terrible, and I think that the biggest problem with his team is, well, there are some major problems. They've completely struck out on their attacking wingers. Uh, this guy, Ardiaz, has been a failure. This guy, Las Bengura, has been a failure. Uh, there are a couple others, and they've, they've been really struggling to make an impact. Lucas Venuto is one of them. And then the other problem, which the Loons exploited in week one and was really obvious, was that the guy that they've tapped to be their cornerstone defensive midfielder, Arise, is not good enough. He's not fast enough for MLS. So I think that there's, at least there's a parallel in the fact that they don't have a proper defensive midfielder, just as Minnesota didn't for, for two years. Um, but I think that with, I, I mean, I, I will say that I, I have been giving Adrian Heath the benefit of the doubt for, for, for his first two years. And I You're think that kind. the lack of, the thing that I was most disappointed with and the thing that I'm still most disappointed with in his tenure was the lack of improvement from year one to year two. I think that with Mark Dos Santos, he had a bad first year in Ottawa and he turned it around in year two right. when he got a sense of his players and he made some adjustments. If I were Vancouver, I would say stay the course and do the same thing. But listen, if they have the same year next year with Mark Dos Santos and they're not improving, 
Yeah, I mean, you should probably switch coaches. I, I, I think that yeah. you have to be consistent about that kind of stuff, despite the track record he's had. And, you know, maybe he learns and finds a better scenario, you know, yeah. situation somewhere else and finds success. That, that can always happen. Just as Adrian Heath had tremendous success with Orlando and USL, these guys aren't, you know, brain-dead morons. It, it, they, they know or they, you know, they have a plan. They, they think they know what they're doing. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Hashtag so, brain-dead morons. So what moron. do you want to say to me about uh, the top five? Because I, I believe my top five or the, the uh, coach of the year conversation was, for me, Bob Bradley, Matias Almeida, um, I know oh, wait, I thought you had four. I, no, I you, you put the Philly guy at number one. Oh, Jim Curtin, Bob yeah, Bradley, Philly, yeah. Matias Almeida, Adrian Heath. I, I think it's I think it's between Bradley and Almeida. I don't think there's anyone close because I don't think that I think that you have to view coaches based on. I think Wes disagrees. Where you expected them to be, like where you expected their team to be. So I expected Jim after last year. I expected the Philadelphia Union to be a good team because he's a good now, coach. Yeah, but that but doesn't team, mean that he's. If you look at that squad, that doesn't mean that he's done. I mean, the the coach of the year job to me, I think the coach of the year is someone who shows value add. And you can have a team look at a team like the San Antonio Spurs in basketball, who I don't know Greg basketball. Popovich. Oh, I'll tell you, Greg Popovich has almost always every year beaten the spread. In other words, Las Vegas thinks they know how the Spurs are going to do. And almost every year, the Spurs do better than the professional odds makers and betters in Las Vegas think that they're going to do. That's great coaching. Now, if you look at the Union, I thought that, you know, the, the East is weak this year. So let's look, not necessarily look at placement, but look at points per game. I think the Union are about where you would think they'd be. I think that if we go to Adrian Heath, I think that the loons are where I wanted and expected them to be, given the signings they made. I've said since preseason and the goal this year is a home playoff game and I think that if the Loons don't achieve a home playoff game I think that that's a disappointment they're right now in the position to get a home playoff game and that's exactly where I think they should be my dude now, if Adrian Heath gets them in second place and they're on LAFC's tail I think that then we're talking about a coach of the year uh contention performance my dude Philadelphia, you at the beginning of the season, you thought Philadelphia Union at the top of the East was where you expected no, no. them to be. I expected them to be. How many points do they have right now? Thirty-nine, 39 points. And they've played twenty games. Twenty-three. Yeah, that, that's maybe a little bit better, but that's not that far off what they what they should do. I mean, I think that we say top of the East, but I mean. That's with D.C. playing poorly. That's with Atlanta playing poorly. New York has played poorly. NYCFC have just now about figured it out. Toronto FC has been a huge disappointment. I think that, I, I, I don't know, 39 points is good, but it's... It's second place the in union arts. It's a very even year. Okay, I'm I'm just giving you shit. I do. I think that I, I don't think you that <laughs> you're giving Jim credit. Last year, they're Jim, still doing well. I don't think you're giving Jim Curtin enough credit there. But I just want to give you. I shit. think he's a good coach. I don't think he's anywhere close to being to exceeding expectations the way that a San Jose clearly, and then Los Angeles. I think people expected them to be good. I think that they have just destroy the league in a, in a way that is really unexpected. Sure. So you would say Except Bob Bradley, uh, or so Matias Almeida, Bob Bradley, and then 
you're going to go Heath or Jim Curtin? <laughs> I, I I think there's a huge gap, and I don't really care who's in third. Okay. I I, I mean, I maybe, ex- maybe I Bruce that. Arena if they keep doing what I mean, they've been doing. It's completely <laughs> wrong, but I accept it. It sounds like you guys fought over nothing, basically. No. Yeah, <laughs> Let, I know. It's just like, what is this argument about? Really? No, I'm just, I'm just going to move on. Let's take a break. <laughs> we will come back, and we got Twitter questions. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> Eric Rowan says, with the arrival of Lude, by the way, I've been told that Robin Lude is pronounced Robin Lude. We literally spent five Lude. minutes on the radio yeah, doing load. load jokes, but yeah. right. all right. So load jokes are all gone. Now it's just Lude jokes. Lude. Lude. Who's gone with <laughs> Lude, Lude jokes. becoming? Jokes, Lude. Yeah. Uh, Still works. Who's, who's gone? Who does Lude? Pr- is he going to be central midfield? Is he going to be left wing? It sounds like left wing, but I mean, with the overload, th- there was everything was flying around with uh, just... Twitter paranoia. I mean, out, isn't he? Well, we Schiller's don't know. We he, don't. We, he's so out, out or just tapes? out with military? Uh, uh, so he, in October, he leaves for... Um, military service. Military service, and he, his contract's up, and he has already said, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way out. So we're trading a fin for fin. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, there was a Twitter oh, Shark Week, good paranoia one. flying around that somebody caught uh, Finley... With uh, with a tear in his beer that he was watery eyes. I don't know. Sure, if it wasn't that was, sweat because it's been hot these last I, couple. It's games. possible. I don't know. If I don't know. I, I unconfirmed. I don't know. I, I I'd have feelings about that. I, I wouldn't want to see him go. And the fact that he started and played pretty well against uh, against Real Salt Lake. Ibarra. Exactly. I, why do Why does anyone need to go? Or by, by before the end of the season, like. I mean, we've got room. We've got money to bring these guys in. We've got room right. I mean, in the cap. Schuler's leaving, so then you have... We got rid of Calvo. We got rid of Romario. Like, if we are chasing a home playoff game, yeah. why more do you need to get rid of anyone? Like, and we're still in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. Like, we need depth. Yeah. You need depth. It's working amazingly. And, and off-season, if, if things go well... You know, dump everybody. Or, yeah, dump every yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. But <laughs> but who's the most likely Bird candidate all that. to leave? Who's got the 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 biggest value? You mean besides Schuler is, is likely to leave? Schuler's likely to leave, but yeah. we we again think that Lude might play on the the wing. But but like, who is the like this summer? Who's most likely to leave? Who knows during the off season, mm-hmm. right? It's really hard to say. You think I, I, Kevin Molino has the most value. Yeah, I was going to say, I, Kevin. He's, his contract's probably up, right? I mean, it's been three years. Uh, I'm not sure. For, I'm not 100% Plus, sure, but he, he is probably the most valued. That's probably And is most likely to have a contract Yeah, and he's, he's had a, he had a good Gold Cup, and now he's playing, you know. I still understand why him and Darwin are playing at the same time, which is something that is not my preference, but I still, you know, I think... The more playing time he gets, the the more people are getting looks at looks at him to see what else he can do. He can be a difference maker in a different. But Heath position. loves Molino. Yeah, it's hard to bench either. He loved his son too, and he's yeah. not here anymore. So, um, so it's truth. How long? So this is uh, uh, from Chad. How long of an extension will Inchi deserve if he gets to to the U.S. Open Cup final and a home playoff spot? One year. Yeah, I was gonna say one year. Plus, let's make sure Chad uses a hashtag. Okay. Well, hey, wow, we should win the final. I don't. 
care about getting to the final. So getting to the final to gets nothing. No. But if what if what if we get to the final? It's a great game. We lose. We get a home playoff spot, and we lose. Is that a good season? Yeah, I think that getting a home playoff spot makes it a successful season. Okay. So you would give him a one-year extension? That's what I would lead off my offer with. I'm not sure he would take that. I think he would year. probably demand more years, and there'd be a negotiation. But I would certainly... <laughs> you might piss him off with a one-year offer, but... He's had two bad years, and, and if we achieve what we've talked about, that would be one good year. I don't know. So, yeah. It's a tough, tough situation for the club. Would you guys well, say— Well, if, if, if I were running the club, a tough would, situation. Would you say um, giving two years, giving another snatch at it, which, like, you don't give anyone just one more year. So you give him two no. more years. If he, is it a success if we get to the final— and then also get a home playoff spot. Is that a success for you? Wait, yes. final next year? This year, no. We get the Open Cup final, so we beat Portland, and we get to the final. Maybe we lose in a great game, and but we get a home playoff spot. So we finish fourth and get to a final. Is that a successful year? Do you give him another crack at it? I mean, for me, it's always been MLS playoff, right? Yeah. That's it. I mean, I, I, US, U.S. Open Cup is... is it's great and all that, and I get people why are excited, but that's that's not the end goal in, in the end. I mean, like, so I think you get a you get a home playoff spot, like, and 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 if and then you do that, you know, you start with a one year, see if you can get two, but I don't I don't see more than that. But but I don't. The the thing is that we need to start. We have three games coming up that we need to we need to win in order to start creating that cushion cushion because we have lots of tough games. Like right at the end of, of yeah. the season, so like we need to have at least, I don't know, like a three game cushion. We have a lot of games against teams that are right in the same bubble as yeah. us. Portland, you know, Real Salt Lake, these types of games. So. I mean, it's all must win games at home or six pointers on the yeah, road. Yeah, exactly. You I mean you got to beat Vancouver, you got to beat Colorado, we know KC. You have a single away game against the East. So if we, in the so rest of the year. for you, Rodrigo, if we won the Open Cup final, we we won the Open Cup and we get. Fifth place in the league is that that a successful year to you? Is that a home playoff? No, no, no. Then no. Okay, so only it's a su- successful year only. Keep it, keep it, keep playoff. it simple. Keep it simple. As been saying for me, for me, uh, home playoff. That's it. Like if we if we do well in the U.S. Open Cup, we get to the final. That's great. You know, that's uh, that's the cherry on my cherry coke. You know, that that's the added the added bonus I, on the cherry coke. So. I don't. I don't disagree necessarily with you. However, I think what the club was probably thinking is if they, if that is the scenario, they win the cup, but they get do not get a uh, do not get to host the playoff and maybe get knocked out right away in the playoff. I think that's a contract extension, though. The fact that we we're able to ho- yeah. hoist a trophy, especially that, that's going to get them something. Orlando beats Atlanta, and we get the home <laughs> final for U.S. Open Cup. Right. If we host a final, that is a Way bigger win now if we win a final on the road. Right. Well, everybody better start giving blessings to Dwyer because he (laughs) needs to show up. The second part of that, though, is whether it's a one-year extension or two-year extension. I don't know. So, Sander back. So, this is a great question. So, what kind of – if you brought in a, like, top center back who you want to to complement Aikopara, what kind of – what type of center back is that? 
I had this conversation with a, a, a few folks recently, and I'm, I'm curious because I, I don't actually know. Because we have Boxall and Coleman are very similar, right? They're yeah. very um, athletic, right? Icopara is a very rare, like, he's athletic, but he's also, he's got a good brain. Yep. Not that the other two are dumb, but Ike is much more... Uh, can, can we just clone him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but does that work, right? Like, sometimes you have the, you have the brain and the brawn, right? Mm-hmm. And that works. And so, Boxall is... I would love to have a... I'd love to have a center back who is a, is a much bigger threat on set pieces. I mean, I think Ike has done okay. And we obviously we scored against Salt Lake on a set piece. But I just don't feel like we're very dangerous on set pieces. And I would love to have someone who's like six foot four and has a great vertical leap and who is the other team has to sell out every single corner and free kick to defend against. I'd love someone like that on set pieces. So if I'm looking at a center back, you know that's almost actually the kind of the kind of player I want. It's someone not only not someone necessarily who's great on the defending side, although that's obviously mandatory, but someone who can help us score some more goals. So all right, let me let me so, call time on the episode. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Eric Rodrigo. Um, we will see you all back here. It is a home game this weekend. Woohoo! Mark DeSantos, I'm going to. He's not on Twitter anymore. He's I, not? Well, otherwise, I would DM, DM him. And you know who like, you should DM, though? <laughs> you already read now. There you go. Okay. So I'll get try to get Mark DeSantos here after the game. Last he minute, won't but come, But I'll work on it. Uh, moral of the story is thank you, everyone. Uh, it's great to see you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.